0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Perma Podcast. I'm James Prescott, I'm your host. Welcome back to the show. Um, I'm delighted to welcome a new guest to the show today. Um, She is an author and um, speaker, does a lot of great work, and she's just released a new book, um, which we're going to talk about today. Uh, Melissa Kamara-Wilkins, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so
0: much for having me, this has been so fun. Yeah, yeah, I always like having new guests on because it's... um, yeah, because it's always kind of—I mean—I love having old guests back as well, but getting new guests on is always exciting because you you know, you're going to learn something really new. So uh, yeah, I'm um, excited. I mean, and you just—you just, you've just um, or you're just about to release your, your your book. Um, so tell us a bit about a bit about your book.
1: Absolutely. So the new book is called Permission Granted, and it's a story of how I learned to give myself permission to be who I really am. Um, in my life, in the world, in my relationships. Um, and it started for me because I started to notice that I was saying this, this phrase to myself, and I think it's kind of familiar to some of us. Um, I would say, Ugh, I'm the worst. And it sounds kind of funny when you say it, right? Like, oh, I can't find my keys. I'm the worst at finding keys. Um, or, oh, I'm late. I'm just the worst. Uh, but I started to notice, like, I was hearing it over and over and over again, Um, and I wonder where, I wonder where it was coming from, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I say that phrase a lot (laughs) too.
1: Yeah. And so for me, like I started to look around and I felt like, um, I felt like everybody else kind of had it all together or at least looked like they did. And I totally didn't. I felt like I just did not have it all together at all. I couldn't get anything together. Um, and so I felt like, Oh, you know what? I really am the worst. Like everybody else is pretty much okay. And I'm kind of a mess. So everybody else is better, and logically, that makes me the worst. Um, and I, you know, I tried. Like I tried fixing myself. I tried, you know, I'll do this or I'll do that and make myself better. Um, but really, that just left me exhausted because I really am this person. Like this is this is really who I am and who I need to be. Um, I couldn't figure out like what do you do with all of that. And while I was in that place of like I could hear that voice in my head, um, I could see how I felt like I was not measuring up to everybody else, and I just didn't know what to do with that. Um, I went to see a girlfriend of mine speak on a stage, and her background is in social work and therapy, and I knew she was going to be talking about connection and brokenness and God and shame. Um, and I thought, okay, so maybe she knows. <laughs> maybe she knows the answer to all my problems. Maybe she can fix me. Um, so I went and I was sitting in the audience, and she started talking about how, We have to stop judging ourselves and each other. And she said, people are the way they are for a damn good reason. And I thought, you know, oh, she is so right, right? All these other people in the room, right? They are who they are for a good reason. They are okay. They are good. They are fine. They have to stop judging themselves. Um, And then I realized she thought that included me. And that sounded completely wrong. Like, that. That applies to everybody else, but not to me, right? Um, mm. And as I was sitting there, I thought, well, what, what if she's right? You know, what if I'm allowed to be who I am, right? What if I'm, a, I'm this person for a good reason and I'm allowed to be this person? Um, what, what would that mean? What would that mean for my life? What would that mean for how I'm going to show up in the world or for my relationships or for the stories that I'm telling myself about who I am and about how I'm allowed to show up? Um, it will change everything and so this book for me is the story of how that started to play out in all these different areas of my life and everything that changed for me as a result of deciding you know what yes i can i can give myself permission to be who i really am
0: yeah that's right it's really interesting isn't it when we i mean because i use that phrase so often as well like whenever i make a mistake it's like an excuse like oh i'm the worst at that i'm the worst at that like You know, Mm -hmm. and you don't and when you say it you don't kind of mean it. I mean I don't actually mean I'm the worst person in the world at this thing, but Mm -hmm. but if you say these phrases often enough, then it starts to kind of sink in, doesn't it? Is that true? I mean like yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it does. I think that the stories we tell ourselves matter. And I think as we start to tell ourselves better stories, Mm. um, you know, we believe better, we feel better, we act better. Um, for me, one thing that's been really helpful in that is just remembering the word yet. Um, so I try to add that yet on. So when I hear myself saying, like, oh, I don't know how to do this. I'm the worst at this. I can't figure this out. Um, I remember to say, "Yet. I don't know how to figure this out yet. Because where I am right now has nothing to do with where I can be. Right? I can, I can learn new things. I can grow. Um, I can show up in new ways if I let myself believe that that's true. If I get stuck in that place of like, ugh, I'm the worst. Well, that sounds like I'm stuck there. right? That's a that's a story about being stuck in this place and about judging where I am in that place. But instead I can change the story I'm telling myself and make it a story about growth and about I see where I am. I'm telling myself the truth about this is where I am and it's not where I want to be. But I have the option of continuing to move forward.
0: Yeah, and that's right. And that's the positive thing. It's not about... Us not being perfect because none of us are perfect mm-hmm. because a lot of this is about perfectionism, isn't it? When we keep oh, saying absolutely. I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do the other, it's more about like we, we think we have to be perfect, and mm-hmm. um, we're not perfect. Um, yeah, and
1: yeah, I think I think when we can let go of that idea, yeah, when we finally get to that place where we can let go of the idea that we're supposed to be perfect and that anything less than perfect is the worst. Um, I think there's so much freedom. In that, um, my friend Jessica, who is a friend of hers being speak on stage, she also says this this phrase is so helpful to me that when I say to her, "Oh, I can't do that," she says to me, "Ah, you have other gifts." Um, where she's not she's not lying to me. She's not saying, "Yes, you can. You can do that thing. You don't know how to do. It's fine. You're fine." She's saying, "That's true that you can't do that, and it's fine because you have other gifts." right? There's some things you can't do, but there's other things you can. And the, the bad stuff doesn't cancel out the good stuff. And when I can remember that, that like, oh, I'm a whole human being. I have things that I'm proud of, and I have things that I'm not proud of. Um, you know, I have, I have great things, and then I have other harder things in my life. Um, but all of that together is what makes you a whole human being, and not just a sort of a shell of a human that's only always happy and shiny. Um and faith when but, I to remember that it's like so freeing for me
0: yeah I think remembering that we're not perfect is is really liberating certainly that's been my experience and and also I think it's what makes us human I yeah. I, I there's this there's this new show on Netflix at the moment um which has just come out which I'm loving it's called living with yourself and it's a yeah. um and it's about a guy who he goes to this spa and ends up getting cloned into his and what they do is they clone him into the best version of himself. Um and they end up meeting. <laughs> and oh my. Uh, it's really interesting because you because this this kind of this kind of best version of himself is wow. like almost perfect. And wow. but but at the same time it's kind of like his wife meets both of them and chooses the imperfect version of him. Uh, yes. I'm giving it away completely. By the way, if you've not seen yeah. it, but it's a great show because it talks. Because for me, it was like, well, yeah, that's what it's our imperfections that make us human,
1: right? And I think we connect in the imperfection, right? If if you're trying to be perfect all the time and trying to only show the world a perfect version of yourself, there's nowhere for me to connect to that because I know I'm not perfect, right? So how do I connect to someone who seems to be perfect? I think it's in the 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 imperfection where we can can show like I'm. I'm just as human as you are. That's the place where we can connect
0: with each other. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, we connect over imperfection. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Yeah. So tell us, kind of, the title, "Permission Granted." Mm-hmm. I, I love that title. Where did where did where did that kind of where was that birthed? Oh, so in a is a
1: long book process. <laughs> the, book, the book writing <laughs> happened first. Um, and yeah. the book existed, and, and you know, there's rounds and rounds, you know, of content edits and copy edits and all of that. Um, and we were throwing titles back and forth through that whole through that whole process. Um, and it was actually um, a coach outside of myself, outside of my publishing circle, who um, said to me that this was the thing. Right, this is the thing that when she looked at my work, this was the thing that came out up for her was she felt the sense of permission. Um, and that's what I want, is I want to be giving myself permission, right? Permission granted to me to be who I really am. Um, and then I'm hoping also that that's what everyone's taking away from it is that you have permission to be who you really are. You don't need me to give you permission for anything, right? I can write the permission slip, but you get to sign it. It's, it's you who gets to decide that you get to be who you really are. Nobody else has to give you permission for how you show up in the world. That's entirely up to you. And so I hope that people take away from this. But you get
0: to give yourself permission for whatever it is you need in the world yeah absolutely my when i, I when i was working with my life coach mm-hmm. i always kind of to start with i always felt like I, if i wasn't doing the, the, the things that we committed to, for me to do i was letting them down but it, in the end it was kind of no, no 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 you're letting yourself down this is you have to give yourself permission to do these things Oh, it's yeah. not about you're not accountable to me, you're accountable to yourself to do these things. Um mm-hmm. no one else. It doesn't matter like it doesn't matter what I think of what you do, it matters to you how much you're gonna love yourself. You know um,
1: yeah. Like, yeah, and nobody else nobody else suffers when we don't give ourselves permission for what we need. We do, right we're the ones who are um are not feeling fully alive or feeling like we're able to really be comfortable in our own skin. Or in our own lives, it's like that's that's only us. When we're meeting everybody else's expectations instead of our own, right? Everybody else gets to feel kind of comfortable, yeah. Um, but but we're the ones who suffer if we don't give ourselves permission.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and it, but it, I mean, it must take a lot of courage to do that. I mean, how when you were going through this process yourself, mm-hmm. how much how difficult was it to keep choosing to do that? I mean, how much courage did it take?
1: It was difficult. And I don't think I thought of it as courage at that time. And it's an ongoing process too, right? Every yeah. Now, oh yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
1: You know, am I going to show up as myself? Or am I going to show up how you would expect me to show up? Um, and, and it's tough. And for me, it was a relearning and relearning and relearning process. Um, <laughs> where I kept realizing, oh, I'm doing it again. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's strip everything back again. Um, and that's so hard because there's loss in that, right? When you stop meeting everybody's expectations, when you stop performing um, and acting in the way that you had been acting and showing up in the ways that you're used to showing up, when you stop doing that and you just say, you know what, I can't do that anymore. That's not who I am. Um, the people in your life, might be disappointed. Um, some of them might fall away because that's not the relationship they signed up for. You know, they signed up to be in a relationship with that sort of false version of you that you were putting out. Um, and that's not like, that's not their fault. That's just, that's what you were showing them was this is who you were, but it wasn't true. So when you bring your true self a little bit more out into the world, that so you're saying, no, I can't do that anymore. This is who I really am. That person might or might not connect with the things that you've brought into your life. So some of those things start to fall away and that is hard um, and it's it's painful it's a loss it's for me there's grief there grief yeah all the things
0: yeah absolutely
1: that I yeah that I shouldn't have been giving my energy to in the first place um, and that's painful but on the other side of it everything is so much simpler because you don't have to keep track of who ex- of you don't have to keep track of who expects what from you in what situation like you're just you everywhere you go right everywhere you go you're gonna bring the same self Out into the world. Um, you're not going to put on a, a mask here and just, you know, sort of costume over here and show up in this way over there. Like it's just you all the time, um, and that's so much simpler when you can get to that place. So worth it, um, but it's hard and it's scary every time because you're showing people this is what I'm really actually like, and they may not like that. Right? Yeah. They may not connect with you. Yeah. Because not everybody, not everybody does, but that's okay. Because that's the only way you're going to find the things and the people that really do connect with you is by showing the truth of who you are.
0: Absolutely agree. This reminds me so much of the the kind of process of growth I've been I've been on. And as I one of the things I've struggled with, with, with as I was kind of connected with my truest self is mm-hmm. being that self around people that knew me before, including my family you know my dad and my my sister and all those people like they're the hardest people to be that person around i remember when i just when i was coming to through this process i went away to uh san diego and i saw a bunch of friends i i knew there who i hadn't who i only kind of knew got to know during this process so when Mm -hmm. i went there it was kind of a liberation i could just be that my true self there without too much effort Mm -hmm. and without any fear but as soon as I came back, it was like, "Oh, I've got to actually do this every day with, around the people that I've known for years." And like, it's a it's, yeah. it takes a while to get used to. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, because we have to we have to build up all new patterns, right? We've we've mm. spent all this time creating these patterns of of interaction and creating um, expectations that like that people can expect that you'll act in a certain way because you always have. So of course, it's going to take time to undo all of that and build something new and then at the same time at least for me like I have to remember to give the other people space to have whatever reaction they have right they don't have to think it's great that I'm showing up in this new way um I want them to have permission to be who they really are too and so that means that I have to give them the space to have their own reaction and their own feelings and their own process about how are they going to interact with me as I am now
0: yeah and that takes time it takes time. I find it easier when I have kind of daily practices that I, that I do like every yeah. morning meditation and journaling and things like that. Just like new practices that I keep doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they help me kind of soothe out the difficult periods. If that makes yeah, sense. do you Have you found nice. that as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, stillness for me in the morning is so important Um I have to create that, that space for me to be able to hear myself. I have to be able to hear myself think and hear what it is that, you know, is something bothering me? Is there something I need to address? Is there something I haven't been looking at? Um, it's really easy in our state of life to not even notice that stuff. Um, mm. So for me, like, I have to create some, some intentional space um, for doing that. And then even just, like, overall, if I'm looking at my whole week or month or calendar in general – I have to make sure that I'm building in white space um, around the activities because if I do too much of that running from this thing to this thing to this thing to this thing, um, I forget to listen for myself and for what I need and um, for what's the next right thing for me to do rather than just the next thing on the list.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that that white space, just that term, just uh, just unpack that for us a little bit,
1: for those mm, who don't know. Yeah, just like just some margin. Um, a little bit of unscheduled space, or um, space where there's nothing specifically required. Um, I, have, I have six kids, so it'd be really easy for me to fill my whole day, from the time I get up till the time I go to bed, with you know running from activity to activity to activity to activity, um, and and doing all the things for all the people, and taking this kid to this thing and this kid over here, and you know it'd be really easy to do that, and I have done that before, but right? I have definitely had periods of my life. Or that was my, my operating procedure. Um, but when we do that, we don't have any space left to hear ourselves think um, and to just see there's all this noise, all this noise that's coming into our lives that is keeping us from hearing ourselves and being in touch with ourselves. And for me, I have to build in space um, where there's none of that, none of that outside noise coming in so that I can hear what's going on inside of me. I can hear, like, what questions come up or what feelings come up um, or what what comes up for me in terms of, like, hey, maybe this isn't the right connection. Maybe I don't need to be spending my time and energy over there. Or, hey, maybe I do want to try this other thing. Maybe I need to move in this new direction. That um, I would never hear if I just kept running all the time.
0: Absolutely, yeah. If we're just busy all the time listening to everybody else, we're not mm-hmm. listening to ourselves. Yeah. We need to take that time for ourselves. It's really important. Um, I definitely need that, <laughs> especially as an introvert. I think you know. I think it helps, but I think everyone needs that.
1: I think so too. I think it's easier sometimes for those of us who are introverts to to recognize the value in that um, mm. and to prioritize it. I think it can be a little bit harder um, if you're an extrovert because that alone time it doesn't necessarily feel like it's filling you up and feel nourishing right away. Mm. Um, but I think if we keep running all the time, no matter what our personality is like, I think if we're always busy, we can't even hear what it is we're not asking ourselves. We can't even hear, like, what are we not addressing? Um, and so I think I think everybody really.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right.
1: I think having that space to check in with yourself is really important.
0: Yes, it is. I think it really is. Um and those are the spaces where you, where you get in touch with what's really going on. Where, like, if you've got a wound that you're not dealing with, if you've got a fear or an insecurity that maybe you've kind of built a structure around it or a system around it or a way of managing it, which isn't healthy, um, a way of avoiding it even. Um, you know, if you just if you just stop for a moment, then you can get in touch with that. Maybe sometimes we don't we don't stop because we're afraid to.
1: I think, yeah, I think absolutely that's true. I think we're afraid of what we're going to hear. I think we're afraid to ask questions about, you know, am I happy? Do I like how I'm showing up? Um, Do I like who I am in this place? Um, And it's scary to ask that because what if you don't, right? What if you Mm -hmm. don't like the way that your life is going right now? Or what if you don't like how you are showing up in the world? Um, But I think the truth is once we ask the question, at least we know, if we don't like the answer, we are allowed to change, right? We can, we can change things in our lives if we want to. Um, maybe not everything, but you can always change how you are showing up in whatever circumstances you are in. Mm. And I, I think if we, give our, if we give ourselves space to ask the question, then at least we've given ourselves more data to work with, that we know what the answer is and we know um, maybe which way we want to go next.
0: Absolutely absolutely i think i mean there's one story in the book which really kind of stands out um and this is kind of connected because it's about how we spend our time um and you're it's it's when you're holding your your newborn son um owen and, and then kind of looking at your calendar, you realize you've been like passing the time rather than filling your days with, with meaning. Um, like and now, So tell us that story and what you did um, and how you handled that. What were your responses to that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yes, that was... So Owen's my second child. So before Owen, there was just my one little my one. little one. Um, And I I could fill the days all day long with stuff, right? I could take her and we'd run some... errands to playgroup to story time to nap time to gardening to like all the things Um, and that was my strategy like I would keep that day full from morning until night and then um, Owen was born and so he's my second and um, I suddenly had this little preschool age person and this tiny newborn baby and I remember he was a few weeks old and I looked over at that calendar and it was just like every square was crammed with stuff on my calendar Up until the day he was born, which was kind of the beginning of the month, um, a couple days in. And then it was just empty after that. And I stood there looking at that and thinking, okay, if all that stuff was really important, I've lost my grip on what mattered in my life because I'm not doing any of that stuff anymore. Or else Mm -hmm. that stuff didn't actually matter. Um, And as I sat there and I I sat with that, I realized it it didn't. Like that stuff was stiller. And I was using it to distract myself from all those questions I was afraid to ask about um, was I comfortable in how I was showing up in my life? Did I like the ways we were connecting as a family? Um, What did I actually want to spend our time and energy on? It's easier to just keep running all day than to hold still and to ask those questions. And so for me, you know, I think maybe I'm kind of a slow learner. Like I I had to have it totally ripped out from under me before, um, I could really stop and see, and I it, I couldn't keep moving at that point, right? Like, it, it did all, um, it was like the rug got pulled out from under me, right? Up until he was born, I could run all day long, and then after that, I just, I couldn't. Like, I didn't have the energy to get these two little people out into the world and, you know, bring all the things and plan for the snacks and the, the downtime and, the, like, all the things they would need. I just, like, that was so overwhelming. I could not physically do all the stuff I had been keeping busy with before. Um, so in that space, for me, it was a forced learning <laughs> of mm. who am I without this busyness um, and how do I feel about that person and how do I feel about how I'm showing up and what do I want to create in this life? Um, I think other people have the option of just choosing to do that <laughs> without waiting for life to knock you over. Um, yeah. And you, you, know, you can, you can choose to say, you know what, one day a week, I'm putting thing on my calendar. Um, and, and let that be and see, like, how does that feel? What comes up for you in that quiet space and time? Um, how does it feel to say no to people, right? Sometimes you have to say no. Like, if you're protecting this day, if, if, say, Saturday is your, nothing's going on my calendar day, then as people start to offer you things, like, hey, can you join us for this? Can you show up for that? Um, you have to say no and you, you have to choose to do what you know you need to do, even though it's gonna disappoint other people. Um, and see what that brings up for you I think there's a lot
0: we can learn in that stillness yeah I do, I really believe that that stillness is so so important and create, we have to create that as well we can't just kind of expect it to turn up I think it is really important that we have to make that space in our lives and we all have busy lives and you having, having children you know, my sister's got two children and she barely has enough time so you know, having six as well, it's 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 really difficult to 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 get that time for yourself. So it's, you have to be intentional about it, and you have to create it um, in your life, even if it's just five or ten minutes. Because just stopping for that period of time can make a huge difference.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think there's always going to be more. There'll always be more good things to do than time to do them. You know, we'll always have more options that are are reasonably good options. It's not like we're doing things that are um, bad for us or things that shouldn't be done necessarily. They can all be good things, um, but there's always going to be more of them than there is time and energy to do them all. So I think we all have to be really intentional about um, what's our best choice and what what are we willing to say yes to, And to give ourselves to with that time and that energy. And what are we able to say, you know, that's not that's not for me. I'm going to step back from that. Um, And hopefully that opens up space for somebody else to step into that place that isn't right for you, but it's right for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that I mean, that brings us to another story. Which is related to Ikea.
1: Um, <laughs> everyone's favourite everyone's favourite
0: place <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah um, yeah because you had there was a there was a kind of you had a kind of almost you had a almost kind of kind of breakdown in like the pillow aisle of Ikea and, then you, <laughs> and you set out to conquer Ikea so tell us a bit about that
1: <laughs> yes okay so as we mentioned I have the six kids so my husband and I um, ended up at Ikea kind of often for dishes and you know bedding and like whatever all the things are that have to get restocked um in multiples of eight because there's eight of us um so when we go we make these lists and we sync them across our phones. so if we have to we can split up and like i'll get the bowls and you'll get the forks and we'll meet back over here um so we, we plan pretty carefully because of what once you get in there, like, you want to stay on, on mission or you're going to end up with a cart full of stuff that you did not intend to bring home. Absolutely. And, you yep.
0: know, the kids,
1: are, the kids are running all over the place and you're like, ah, I have no, I have no control over the situation. Um, so we plan. And the time in question here, we had been planning to pick up a couple of new pillows for our bed. And so I knew I needed king-size pillows. I knew I wanted the down pillows, not the down-alternative pillows. So I thought I was just going to like get into the pillow aisle, grab the pillows and go. Um, and I got there, and there were three um, king-sized down-filled pillows to choose from. There's not just the one pillow I could grab and go. There was the, there were three options here. Um, they had a side sleeper and a back sleeper and a stomach sleeper pillow. And so I'm standing there in front of the pillows, um, and trying to figure out well well which one's better. Like what's the best pillow to buy? I just one of them have more support than the other ones? Um, is one of them is one of them have more, more feathers in it? Or is it softer? Or like, what are the actual differences? What does it mean to be a side sleeper pillow versus a back sleeper pillow? Um, and for me, when I have a question like that, like what does this mean? What should I pick between these things? The easiest place for me to go is Google, right? I'll, i turn to Google and I will research the heck out of that question. Right. I'll break it down into little pieces, and I will ask the experts. You know, I'll find a pillow expert and say, "Well, what, what about this? What about that? What does this mean? What does that mean?" And pick the objectively one best pillow. But I can't do that in the middle of IKEA. Well, you know, my kids are melting down, and they don't want to be at IKEA anymore, and like it's boring. We've been looking at forks, and now we're looking at some pillows. And when can we get out of here? And um, We buy, like, the juice boxes and chocolate bars at the end. They know there's a treat coming, but they're done. They're done with the waiting. Um, And I knew I could either research the whole Internet right there in the middle of the aisle, or I could get out of the store and my kids would survive (laughs) the day. So I'm saying, let's get a pillow not Maybe I should come back. Maybe I should come back later. Like, I'll go home and research about pillows. And my husband said, well, I'm going to buy the side sleeper one because I sleep on my side. And I thought, you can do that? Like, can, you, can you really just buy something just by picking what sounds best for you? Like, don't you have to research all the options first and pick the, the one that's supposed to be the best right thing? And then, you know, even if it turns out to be the wrong thing, it's not my fault. Because I asked all the experts, right? It's their fault if I picked the wrong thing. <laughs> um, right. but, but you don't. You don't have to listen to the experts. Like, there's, there is great, useful information out there for you in the world about lots of topics. And sometimes that's really helpful, but sometimes you have to just listen to what's going on inside you and pick the right thing for you based on your best knowledge of yourself. And you can practice that in the silly small things like which pillow is it that you need so that later when the big stuff comes up, you already know the sound of your own voice. You know what it sounds like to listen to yourself. You know what it feels like to um, pay attention and to do what it is that you know you need to do. So we ended up taking home the... One back sleeper and one side sleeper pillow and I still have no idea what the difference is between the two of them. Like, they have different labels. That's all I got. Um, but I never had to think about it again. That was enough.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. It's kind of like about, that's one thing I've been learning to do, listen to your intuition. Mm-hmm. Connect, like, the more you connect with your true self the, the, and the more you pay attention to yourself, you learn mm-hmm. to listen to your intuition and your intuition is rarely wrong. Your intuition mm-hmm. somehow knows you better than you know yourself. It it knows it almost knows when you're in danger, it knows when you're safe, it knows yeah, it just and it's a really good way to get in touch with yourself and to get in touch with what you
1: need. It's a whole different category of knowing.
0: Yeah. Yes,
1: yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and nobody else nobody else knows that, right? Nobody else can tell you how you feel or if you feel safe or um if something is right for you, nobody else knows. You have to trust your own self um, to make those decisions for yourself.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and that's part of the the process of growth is that it's learning to trust yourself. In fact, my coach told me that confidence is essentially when you when you can trust yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that um, makes so much sense. And it's I think it's kind of like a muscle. Like you have to exercise that to be able to use it well. Right. The more we practice listening um and doing what we hear especially in those small maybe not so consequential things like you know which color to buy um the easier it gets and and the more strength we have in that area to be able to listen to ourselves
0: yeah absolutely agree yeah well this is really great um (laughs) so much great stuff here um Uh, yeah yeah it's really fascinating um Now, one of the things you talk about in the book um, is an enough list. Now, we all like make to-do lists. Many of us make to-do lists, you know. But -hmm. what's the difference? What what is this this concept of an enough list? It sounds really interesting. An enough list.
1: This is one of my favorite tools. Um, So, yeah, I also used to make these really long, detailed to-do lists of, like, everything that needed to get crammed into the day. And at the end of the day, I would just have this really thorough list of everything I hadn't gotten to because I could never get to everything in the list, but right? there's never enough time yep. to get to all the things. Um, <laughs> yeah. And for me, at the end of every day, if I was looking at that and saying, I didn't do enough, um, it's it's a quick, like short little jump from I didn't do enough to I'm not enough. Yeah. Um. So I knew I needed to come up with a different plan. I couldn't. Keep doing that forever because ending every single day feeling like um, this day was not enough. I didn't do enough. I didn't show up enough today. And that didn't seem like, um, you know, a healthy place to live from (laughs) in an ongoing (laughs) way. Um, What I decided to do was create an enough list. So this is a list of just the three things that are going to be enough for today. So if I get to these three things, everything else is a bonus. These are the three things that matter to me today. So this isn't the urgent stuff, like make lunches. Um, this is the stuff that I would be really sad not to have gotten to today or the stuff I'd be really proud of myself for doing um, or just the stuff that matters the most to me. Um, and I put those three things on my list.
0: Great. That sounds really interesting. So, so what happens at the kind of the end of the day when, you get, when, you, um, when you've gone through this list?
1: Right, so I get to the end of the day, and then I can see did I get to those things that really mattered to me. Um, and most days, I can. Like, right? there's just three things. Then every time I come to a stopping place in my day and I think, what do I need to do next? I go back to those three things and see if there's something I can do with these three things. Um, so by the end of most days, I've gotten to those things. And if not, like some days go off the rails and you just can't get to all of your things, and that's fine. Then I get to practice giving myself grace. And saying, that's okay, tomorrow's a new day, and we'll pick three new things tomorrow, and that'll be fine.
0: That's fantastic. Um,
1: but from, yeah, for me, it's so helpful to focus on what actually matters out of all these things on my to-do list. What are the things that actually matter to me today?
0: Yeah, it's really, yeah, it, 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 it sounds a genius idea. I mean, I'd I never thought of that before, but it, when you actually talk about it and you think, well, actually, how many things do I actually have to do today? that would make Mm -hmm. this a productive day and i actually was just thinking like when i have productive days how many things have i actually done in those productive days that feel productive Mm -hmm. it's normally like i've applied for a couple of jobs maybe i've done a bit of work on my book um Mm -hmm. or um work on my book and done some done a podcast or something it's not like that many things it's like one or two things maybe three things
1: Mm -hmm. um yeah absolutely and then over time too. I can see, like, what do I tend to put on my list over and over again? And when I think about the things I value, are those things actually showing up on my list? Um, Because if they're not, then I have this really great opportunity to make sure they get on the list tomorrow. Um, And if they aren't showing up on the list but I don't actually want to make time for them, maybe those aren't the things I really value and I can reevaluate what I'm telling myself about what matters in my life.
0: Yeah, so actually it helps you get to know yourself a bit better as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: that's fascinating. That's a really that sounds like a really good practice and quite simple to do. I expect as well. Like, it's just the kind hardest of...
1: thing for me is to stick to three. <laughs> 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 I, always, I always want to say no, no. These eighteen things are really important. Um, but you know, if everything's important, then nothing's important. We have to be able to say nope. It's just these things today.
0: Yeah, and it's a discipline, I guess, to decide absolutely. what's what's truly important and in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one of the things you share in the book is and this is something that I've talked about before with other people, um, our relationship with the word should. And mm-hmm. I know that I'm really bad with this. I use this word so so often and badly. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is how it should be, you know. Like, like um, uh-huh. this is what should be like. I'm partly because I'm an Enneagram four, so I kind of daydream a lot, and, and I'm an idealist, you know. Um, uh-huh. That's part of the reason I use the word that word a lot. But it's, <laughs> I think a lot of us have an unhealthy relationship with this word. Um, um, so, and the bit you talk about, like how we should handle that. So just, um, just unpack that for us a little bit. Yeah. So for me,
1: the shoulds are. Are really tricky are the ones that come from other people when they just say casually, you know, oh, you should read this book or you should, um, sell by that new coffee place or you should enroll your kids in this class or you should come with me to this event. Um, I tend to hear that like a to do list, like you're giving me an assignment and I need to do the assignment, um, hmm. or at least I need to, or at least I need to research why I'm not going to do the assignment and tell them like here are my very good reasons why I'm not doing the thing you think I should do. Um, but that's not really what's going on there right but i stopped and started listening to what people were actually trying to communicate to me with that you should try this you should do this um usually they're trying to tell me something about themselves right they're telling me what they value or a place where they have found joy or connection or goodness um and they're saying hey this thing really matters to me and they're saying it in kind of a um a less vulnerable way, instead of just saying, I love this thing. They're saying, oh, you should try this thing, um, because they love that thing. So if I could just, instead of taking that in and saying, okay, I'll try that thing, or I will figure out how to explain to you why I'm not trying that thing, um, if I can just listen and be present for them and say, oh, that thing, you really like that thing? Tell me all about it. Um, and I can just be present and listen for them. That's all that should requires of me is that I listen to the other person and be present for them. I think, mm. I think the way we tell ourselves what we should do, I think that one's a little bit um, tricky also in a different way because I think the shoulds we tell ourselves, like, oh, I should be better at this, or I should do it this way, or it should be like that, I think those are us trying to guilt ourselves into change.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes.
1: And I think we have to be able to, uh, I think we have to, be able to love ourselves as we are, before we're able to then move into new spaces. Um, so I try to listen to that inside my head, too. And when I'm saying, I should, I ask myself, why? Like, why should it be that way? Why do I think that? So if it's just that I'm telling myself I'm not good enough, I can go back to that yet. Like, okay, I'm not good enough yet. I'll work on that. Thanks. Thanks, Inner Voice. That was helpful. Um, but truly, sometimes there are reasons why. Like, if I think, oh, I should be doing this thing, but I'm not doing it, Sometimes I'm not doing it for a reason, right? Like if I think I should be getting up earlier in the morning, um, but I'm not getting up earlier in the morning, I might have a really good reason for that. Like maybe this is just how my schedule actually works best, and I could just let go of that should um, and make my choices from a place not of guilt and shame, but just of objective, like, here are my choices, and here's what I'm going to pick for myself. I think it's always worth listening when we hear anybody else saying should or when we hear ourselves saying should. Um, to step back and look at the what's going on behind that because it hardly ever is literally a to-do list of things that we need to actually follow this and this and this because we should.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I love that insight about when people say you should do this, it's because they've done it and it works for them and mm-hmm. they think because they love you, they maybe want to help you and they think it might work mm-hmm. for you or they're just finding a way to talk about themselves, <laughs> um, yeah, like you should see this film, you know, um, yeah, that kind of thing. It's yeah, and I, it sounds this is all the conversation we've had today. It seems it, a lot of this is about building our relationship with ourselves and paying attention to ourselves and noticing ourselves and listening to ourselves more. Oh,
1: absolutely! Yeah, I think that we tend to think everybody else is maybe. little more important than we are or everyone else's needs matter a little bit more or their expectations matter more um and that's just not true we're all part of the same thing like we're all part of the world we're all a part of our family system we're each a part of our community and each of us showing up in that places fully ourselves makes the whole thing stronger so if i choose to not show up as who i really am because I think that's better for everybody else. I'm actually doing everybody else a disservice because our whole group, our whole community, our whole unit is not as strong as it could be if I would show up as who I really am.
0: Yeah, that's right. The world is better when we show up as who we really are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: That's absolutely true. Wow. That's fantastic. Um, So just kind of, this has been an amazing, amazing conversation. And I feel like we've just scratched the surface. It's been, I've learned so much. Um, So, I mean, like just to close, like, I mean, what advice would you have for people like who are listening, who kind of don't know where to stop? We've talked about a lot of practical things that we can do. Like So how would, what would be kind of the first step for people to get into, to get into kind of giving themselves permission to be themselves and start listening to themselves?
1: Yeah, I think I think the first thing is the one we've already talked about, which is create some intentional stillness. Just create a time that keeps on recurring, whether it's every morning or it's once a week, um, where you are able to be alone with yourself even for just a few minutes. Um, you know, like my life is pretty full. There's a lot of people going on here all the time, so I cannot take a day of silence. Um, but I absolutely can find five minutes in the morning where I can get alone and quiet with myself, and I turn off all the distractions. There's no pinging and there's no, you know, Netflix, and there's no, there's nothing to check or to do, um, and I can get quiet and listen for how do I feel about this day? What am I looking forward to? Um, what feels like a mismatch in my day? What, what am I dreading <laughs> a little bit? Um, or what's weighing on me? What do I want to make sure I address today? Um, I think creating that that space stillness to listen to yourself and see what comes up and then choosing to act on what we hear um create um a sense of trust within ourselves that we can trust ourselves to do what we know we need to do i would start there i would start with creating a little bit of intentional stillness even if it's just a few minutes every day
0: that's fantastic yeah i think yeah i would agree with that as well that's i think that's the first practice is just setting that time aside isn't it it's that's where it begins. Then you can start doing other things from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you um, for coming for coming thank
1: on. Thank you so much for
0: having me. Yeah, and the book is permission granted. Um, it's going to by the time this goes out, it will be out, so you can get it wherever books are sold. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this. Um, and thank you so much. Yeah, and I'm yeah, I'm excited for this to for people to read this, and yeah um yeah it's going to be yeah i think it's fantastic some of these ideas we're talking about are really really great oh
1: thank you so much yeah i'm hoping that people really feel that they can give themselves permission to be who they really are too through the reading of it
0: yeah yeah absolutely well thank you melissa and thank you everyone for listening um and take care and we'll talk again soon